Hello and welcome to another Christian Faith Radio Hour shortcast. This is David Canfield and I'm recording this on Tuesday, May 9th, 2023. And in the program today, I want to consider this matter of the believer's crowns in the New Testament. And the reason for that is recently, in some of the things I've been sending out from the website and even in some of the shortcasts, I've been talking about the believer's responsibility before the Lord for how we live our Christian life. And I understand that for a lot of believers, this is something very new. There's not a lot of teaching along these lines among Christians today. What's overwhelmingly emphasized is the side of God's free grace in saving us. And I want to be clear, you know, I absolutely endorse that teaching for sure. Uh, We're saved by grace uh, as a free gift from God. And once we believe in Jesus, our sins are forgiven and our eternal destiny is secure. But what I've been sharing about recently has to do with where we will be for the 1,000 years of the millennium. That's the coming age. Between this age and eternity is the 1,000-year reign of Christ. And a lot of Christians don't seem to have enough of an appreciation of that fact. Yes, our eternal destiny is secure. Praise the Lord for that. But what about our millennial destiny, where we're going to be spending that 1,000 years? That's not secured by our believing in Christ. That's secured by how we live our life as Christians, whether or not we're faithful to follow Christ in our life here on the earth. And there's many verses that talk about this, and I'll link to one or two notes I've sent out recently along these lines in the program notes below. But I know that this teaching is its new for a lot of Christians, and it may be not easy for a lot of believers to take. I know it wasn't easy for me to take when I first heard it. I very distinctly remember I was reading Watchman Nee's book, The Salvation of the Soul, and I'm quite sure it was less than a year after I was saved. And he was stressing this matter of our responsibility and how we're going to answer to the Lord for how we live our Christian life. And I very much appreciated Brother Nee's ministry from the time I was a new believer. I was very fortunate the brother introduced me to it uh, not long after I was saved. And I liked his ministry, but I read that book and I thought, well, I, I like his ministry, but I don't, I don't like this part. I don't take this part of his ministry. I like so much of what he says, but this part I, I don't like. But I didn't have any reason for saying that. I just knew I didn't like it. I didn't have any Bible verses. He was showing a lot of Bible verses that talk about our responsibility and our accountability before the Lord for how we live our Christian life. I didn't have any answer for that. I just knew I didn't like it. And I'm concerned a lot of believers may have that same kind of reaction as uh, they hear me share these things. So my thought is, even if it's hard for believers to take that kind of teaching, maybe what would be a little easier is to consider the matter of how we may not gain a reward from the Lord. If some believers find it difficult to think that the Lord would really punish us in the coming age, despite the verses we've been talking about that really show that he will be, Uh, punishing some of his believers. If they can't take that teaching, at least maybe they can take the teaching that we won't gain a reward from the Lord. So we can start in that way to see how we do have a responsibility for the Lord, for how we live our Christian life. And I sent out a, a note along these lines recently called, Will You Wear a Crown? Again, I'll link to that in the program notes below. But basically, all we're going to do is just look at the different verses, the eight different places in the New Testament that talk about the believer's crowns. Very simple, and I encourage you, uh, if you have your Bible handy, to open that up and just uh, look at these verses with me for yourself. Very simple study to do. But first I want to go through these 
different mentions of the believer's crowns and emphasize how in each case it's very clear we have to gain that crown. We have to win that crown as the believers. There's never an instance where a crown is given to a believer as a matter of free grace. That absolutely never happens in the New Testament. Each of these crowns is earned. It's won. It's a reward. And that's what I want to stress in the first part of this program. But then I want to make another point, which is quite crucial, regarding the nature of these crowns. What's the basic principle of these crowns? And we'll do that in the second part of this brief program. But as I say, we're going to start. We're just going to go through the different mentions of these crowns. Now, the first one is in 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verses 24 through 27. And this is where Paul is giving the example of running a race to win a crown. He says, 1 Corinthians 9, 25, uh, everyone who competes for the prize is temperate in all things. They do it to obtain a perishable crown, but we for an imperishable. So here he's saying he's running a race in order to win the crown. And in verse 27, he says, I discipline my body and bring it into subjection, lest when having preached to others, I myself should be disqualified. So here's the Apostle Paul saying he does not know yet whether he is going to win the crown. He has to run the race in a very determined way in order to win the crown. Now, I have to say, I have never known or met a believer who was more spiritual than the Apostle Paul. But there may be some believers who think they're more spiritual in the sense that they feel they're assured of gaining the crown, even though the Apostle Paul himself did not have that assurance. He had to run the race. So that's the first example we see regarding crowns of how you have to win the crown. 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verses 24 through 27. Now, the next couple of instances are a little different. In, in, uh, in Philippians chapter 4, verse 1, Paul says, Therefore, my beloved... And long for brethren, my joy and my crown, so stand fast in the Lord, beloved. And then in Second Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 19, he says, he's talking to the Thessalonian believers here, and he says, For what is our hope or joy or crown of rejoicing? Is, is it not even you in the presence of our Lord Jesus Christ at his coming? So in these two verses, both of these verses, he's speaking of the believers as his crown. And it's kind of, he's speaking in a metaphorical way. But the principle is, that the believers are the crown, become his crown, because he has raised them up. He's paid the price to preach the gospel to them, to shepherd them, and to raise them up, to stand as the Lord's testimony in the various places where they lived, and so they became his crown. Again, that wasn't he didn't get this crown just because he was saved. He got this crown through his labor. Again, it shows we gain the crown as a reward for our faithful living, for our faithful serving unto the Lord. Praise the Lord for that. The next one is in 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 8. And this is a very key one. We'll spend some time on this one. This is where Paul says, Finally, there is laid up for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give to me on that day, and not to me only, but also to all who have loved his appearing. So you remember in 1 Corinthians 9, Paul didn't know yet whether he was going to win the crown. But now here at the very end of his life, now finally he had the assurance he had won the crown. And why did he have that assurance? It's because of what he said in the previous verse. 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 7, I have fought the good fight, I have finished the race, I have kept the faith. That's why he could say in the following verse, therefore there is laid up for me the crown of righteousness. And it's not the one who gives him the crown here is not God the gracious forgiver, it's God the righteous judge. The one who Paul knew, the righteous judge was going to say, you've lived your life in such a way, you have won the reward 
of a crown. Praise the Lord for that. Paul could have that assurance. But only at the very end of his life. Again, we see this principle. He gained the crown because he ran the race. He won the crown. He earned it. It was not simply a matter of the free gift of salvation. And he also says here, the crown's not just for him. In other words, he's not just competing against all the other believers. He says all the believers who have loved the Lord's appearing are going to win the crown. It's not simply a matter of all those who believed in the Lord. It's those who have really loved the Lord's appearing and who have lived their lives in the light of that appearing. These are the ones who are going to be crowned and rewarded by the Lord when he returns. So those are the crowns in the writings of the Apostle Paul. But you see them also in other New Testament writers as well. James chapter 1, verse 12. Blessed is the man who endures temptation, for when he has been approved, he will receive the crown of life which the Lord has promised to those who love him. You could say temptation here, a trial. This is the New King James Version. But the principle here is we gain the crown by withstanding temptation or enduring in trials. That's how we gain this crown. If you don't stand, if you don't endure, you don't gain the crown. You can't just say, say to the Lord, my sins are forgiven, please give me the crown. The Lord will say, no, you didn't stand in the temptation. You didn't stand in the trial. I can't give you the crown of life. We win that crown by being faithful to the Lord when we face the trials and the temptations in this life. The Apostle Peter also talks about crowns. Uh, in 1 Peter chapter 5, verses 2-4, through 4, he's talking to the elders and exhorting them to shepherd the flock of God. And then in verse 4 he says, When the chief shepherd appears, you will receive the crown of glory that does not fade away. So here the crown of glory is a reward for shepherding the believers for taking care of the saints. That's how you gain the crown of glory, according to the Apostle Peter. And in the book of Revelation, uh, the Apostle John also records the Lord's words to the churches. Uh, in a couple places, it talks about the crowns. In Revelation chapter 2, verse 10, he's speaking to the church in Smyrna, the suffering church. And he says, Be faithful unto death, and I will give you the crown of life. How do you gain the crown of life here? It's by being faithful unto death. And finally, in Revelation chapter 3, verse 11, he's talking to the church in Philadelphia, which has been faithful and really standing for the Lord's testimony. And then he says to them in verse 11, Behold, I am coming quickly. Hold fast what you have, that no one take your crown. So again here, you have to hold fast or you may lose the crown. That's the final warning, the final mention of the believer's crowns in the New Testament. But later on in Revelation chapter 20, verse 4, it talks about the believers reigning with Christ. And that certainly implies that these believers will have crowns, but it doesn't specifically mention them there. But the point is, in every one of these mentions that we've seen here in these, these eight times in the New Testament, the crown is not simply a gift from the Lord. The crown is a reward that we have to earn, that we have to win by following the Lord and by serving him faithfully in this life. If we do not follow the Lord, if we're not faithful to the Lord in this age, we will not receive a crown when the Lord returns. And I think at that time, then we'll realize if we don't have a crown, if the Lord doesn't reward us, just how foolish we were in our living of our Christian life here, how we threw away the opportunity to be faithful to Christ, to give ourselves to Christ, and to serve him as we should have. I think that time, if we're among those who don't receive the crowns, we'll feel very, very shameful and very, very sorry for living our life the way that we did. And so again, what I'm trying to emphasize here is just to get this principle across 
that not everything in the Christian life is a matter of God's free grace. You know, in a very, in a sense, you could say it is, because believe me, the more I go on with the Lord, the more I seek the Lord in this way of pursuing him to try to win the crown, the more I have a fuller realization, I surely need the Lord's grace. I surely need the Lord's mercy if I'm ever going to win that crown, that's for sure. But in terms of winning the reward, it's not simply a matter of God's grace and mercy. We have to win the reward by the kind of life that we live as believers in Christ. And that has to do with our responsibility for how we live our Christian life before the Lord. And that's a principle that I hope we can see as we consider this matter of the crowns and whether we will be awarded with the crown when we see the Lord. Well, we are out of time for this edition of the shortcast, and I apologize for that because I indicated at the beginning of the program I'd hope to get into the matter of the nature of the believer's crowns, which is quite crucial. But as the Lord allows, we will have to get into that in the next edition of the Christian Faith Radio Hour shortcast. Thank you so much for listening to this edition of the Christian Faith Radio Hour. For more resources, you can visit thechristianfaith.org, which is my website. If you'd like to receive my e-letter, just click on the subscribe link there and enter your email address. And to connect with us by email, just send us a note at notes at thechristianfaith.org. Until next time, may the Lord keep you in his way for his sake and his glory. In Jesus' name, amen.